0: welcome back to the island jay sahoda balalahi on this episode of baller island much more nba news to talk about free agency big trades and of course the big news of kevin durant requesting a trade from the brooklyn nets where will he end up we're going to talk all about that and, of course, recap the NBA draft as well. Paulo Banchero ends up being the number one overall pick to the Orlando Magic. We will break that down. Winners and losers from the NBA draft, free agency, trades, KD Kyrie, and much more. Going to be a good one. So keep a lock. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more basketball content coming your way. And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.
1: All right, welcome back to the island, ladies and gentlemen. This this sport just doesn't stop, man. Yo, off season, probably. I mean, I, it's honestly one of my favorite times of the year. I love free agency. I've always loved free agency. Draft time. We we didn't even get that to break down the draft, man. We we got a we got a full packed episode ahead of us today. Jay, you ready for this?
0: Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm ready for this. Yep, yeah, we were off last week. B was on vacation, and now here we are. We get to talk trades, free agency, draft recap. This, for real, we literally just went from finals to draft to free agency. Just boom, 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 just like that. So here we go, man. I'm ready for it. Let's go.
1: Let's start with a draft since we didn't get to break it down last week. Um, we weren't too crazy into it as we were last time when we did our full, you know, draft breakdown and whatever, but literally the episode before the draft, we we did it on the Tuesday, the draft is on the Wednesday, or like, the draft is on the Thursday, we did it on the Wednesday, and I'm like, you know what, Paolo's my number one guy, Paolo goes number one, it was kind of weird to me, though, how Orlando waited till the last second to kind of pick who they were picking, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of Jabari the whole way, kind of like the same way I was, and then it was Paolo, and then, there was some really weird stuff with, like, the gambling lines, and apparently that was all weird out. Some insider info went on Palo and then the money went on Jabari. It was just all over the place. Paolo to Orlando, Chet to OKC, and then Jabari goes three to Houston. Give me the takes from those three right there.
0: I mean, yeah, the consensus, at least from us before the draft, was we both thought Jabari was going number one to Orlando. But we're not surprised that Paulo ended up going number one. I'm not surprised he ended up going number one. And especially the last, like, the few days leading up to the draft, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you started hearing more rumblings on mm. Twitter and Bleacher Report and stuff like that saying Paulo's actually getting a lot, of, a lot of noise right now to go number one. And he ended up going number one. It's, it, it is impressive, honestly. And those three, honestly, it's a toss-up. We talked about it last time. All three of them have such different, unique talents that they bring to the table. Any of those three could have ended up at number one. I'm not surprised that Paulo Banchero ended up being number one, going to Orlando. Chet goes two to OKC. Not surprised there. Joins a really young squad there. I think Chet will fill nicely in there. And then Jabari lands up in Houston. I don't know. Houston, a lot of things will center around him, which is good. It'll be him and Jalen Green. But... I think Jabari would have been a better fit in Orlando than Houston, but we'll see what happens there. But I'm not surprised. And then, how about how about your call? I'm giving you the full credit for that. Sacramento taking Keegan Murray at four. That was all you who called that on the on the last episode we had.
1: Yeah, man. I was. I was. Let me get to this one first because I was like, yo, um, you know when the like you said the rumblings are happening, like the, all the lines and stuff are reflecting it. Then the, the morning of the draft, Woj kind of, like, stuck with it, right? Woj tweeted out that the one, two, three is still going to be Jabari, Chet, and Paolo. And then, so everybody's like, all right, it's kind of confirmed when Woj says it. And then later on, right before the draft, he kind of, like, covered himself. And he's like, Paolo might go on. <laughs> like, so, like, he kind of covered himself. But I agree with you. I think that, I mean, I don't know. Like, in OKC, just made the most sense out of the three. Palo and Oak in Orlando is kind of interesting because you got him and Franz basically as the two, and they're both big forwards that can handle the rock, which I kind of like. Wendell Carter's there. You got Cole Anthony. You got Jalen Suggs. I mean, you got five or six dudes now that you can actually kind of build towards something. So that's going to be interesting. Everybody can shoot on that team. Kind of interesting from there. Um, the Jabari one. I just don't like Houston's situation at all. But if I'm Houston, what do I want? I want the most competitive dude in the draft, kind of, because you know Kevin Porter and Jalen Green need jack back up ISO shots. I need the dude that's gonna come set a culture, and that's Jabari Smith. So that should be interesting, bro. I don't know why I had that feeling. I just I felt it, and I don't like Keegan Murray like that, even though. You know, he kind of did his thing the other day in the Summer League, but whatever. Jaden Ivy to Detroit's the story out of that. Jaden Ivy, Cade Cunningham, backcourt now? You're talking for the next 10 years? That's Bro. ridiculous. Like, are you serious? Like, come on. Like, Cade wasn't, he's obviously my number one last year. Um, and then Jaden Ivy was the guy I've been talking about all year. It's like, if, if I was going to build a backcourt from the last two drafts, this would be the backcourt right here. And I'm like I feel like they play will per- play perfectly together. Jaden Ivey's kind of a combo athletic guard who, you know, not really the facilitator. Cade's a little more, you know, setting dudes up, but he'll take over when he needs to. Both big, strong guards. I love it, man. I absolutely love that.
0: The Pistons got a nice starting five on paper right now. Like you talk about Cade and Jaden Ivy. I mean, bro, that's a... That's a hell of a back right there. You got Marvin Bagley up front, Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey, who honestly I was quite impressed mm. with them this season. And they did, traded
1: back into the lottery and got Jalen Duran too.
0: Yes. Yes, they did. You're right. So you got him coming off the bench. Isaiah Livers off the
1: bench. Um,
0: they got a few guys. Corey Joseph giving your, you know, how's your veteran presence? You got Kelly O'Linick also there. The the Pistons are not bad. Like the Pistons and Magic are both there far away from competing, but they have a lot of really good young talents. Yeah, they have a lot of good... So I would expect to see Orlando and Detroit take a little bit of a leap this year. Like, if one of these two teams can compete for a play-in spot, Mm -hmm. I think that's a big-time positive, you know, step for either of these teams. Because usually, you know, a team you don't really expect kind of bumps up into that play-in spot right into, like, the 11-10 seed. So, we'll see if one of these two teams can do because I really like Orlando's talent, man. You tell, like, a starting five of Franz Wagner, Paulo, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and then you got Markel Fultz off the bench, Wendell Carter. They have a lot of Chumo, Kiki, Jonathan Isaac. Orlando has a lot of talent. I honestly really like the Magic. Again, they're really young. They're far away from competing, but can one of these two teams, I, I really like the talent on both Orlando and Detroit, but which one of these teams can actually going to go and compete for a play-in spot next year will be interesting because that's one step in the right direction. So we'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I'm kind of staying in the top 10 because the top 10 is kind of where the money is in this one, but I want to look at Indiana right after the j We one. both,
0: I've, we both called that one.
1: Yeah. I mean, we both like Benedict too. I just like we're gonna get to the Malcolm Biden thing in a little bit. They get rid of him. Um, they kind of they have so many two guards now on that team. Um, all young, all pretty good. They got you know Duarte, they got Halliburton, who they traded for last year, they got Mathurin now, they got so that they still got Buddy Heel there. Um, you know, they got just so many guards now. I don't really know what, what to make of that, but I think at that point, I think the best player. available.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. Indiana's a weird one. Like, again, I don't really know where the direction of that team is kind of going, Um, but no, Matherin, no doubt, was the best player available at that time, and both both of us called him going at six to Indiana there. Um, I Again, yeah, it'll be weird to see how he kind of meshes in with that squad, but Indiana's kind of just a weird team in general, but, right? Like, but- I...
1: Reason I trust that franchise because they're always playoff mix. So I've got to, you know, I don't know. It's one of those franchises that just fair enough, you, got to, you know, they'll figure and,
0: it out. And they got Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle's a very trustworthy coach, right, to kind of point him in the right direction. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see about that, but yeah, no, I like that. Um, yeah, Keegan Murray going to Sacramento will be very interesting. Like, I don't, it, it's a very Sacramento pick, and that's exactly what you and I were talking about last time, too. And that's exactly what happened. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I like Keegan Murray. He's a good player, but I don't love him. Like, especially as much as, uh, I think, exactly. you and I like Jaden Ivy. Like, yeah. Like, I, yeah, and even even Matherin, to be honest. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens if he actually lives up to that. But usually when Sacramento does that, it doesn't really
1: live up to the hype. The, the craziest thing about that is, is like, you're Sacramento, right? You've basically picked a point guard. A bunch of drafts in a row. You picked them. You picked the Halliburton, right? You picked the Davion Mitchell last year. You picked Fox a couple of years ago. You basically picked a point guard. I feel like in four or five drafts in a row. So if you picked Jaden Ivy, that would have been like your fourth point guard in consecutive drafts. True. And they're kind of they're kind of like, yo, we don't wanna pick another guard. If Jaden Ivy ends up being the best out of those four guards, it'll be like. You know, when kind of like Minnesota had those two picks and they picked two point guards over Steph Curry. They picked the Rubio and then they picked Johnny Flynn. And it's like you, you missed on the one point guard you needed to hit on, basically. Absolutely. It'll be like that. So it'll be like Jaden Ivey will be the one point guard that you needed to hit on, but you picked – it's just – that would be the most Sacramento thing ever. But then even if they did pick Jaden Ivey, it'd be like, what is Sacramento doing? They have five point guards on their team. Like, what are they doing? It was like a lose lose, but um winners and losers from this draft, um, besides or anything anything later outside the lottery that you kind of liked.
0: I honestly I think Cleveland got a nice one with O'Shea at 14. I know we both kind of mm-hmm. talked about that one before. I think, and Cleveland already, we're like I just talked about, seeing a team you don't expect to succeed go into the play in spot. Cleveland took that step last year. Like, no one really expected Cleveland to kind of be competitive. And to be honest, they were playing even better than a playing team. They just struggled late in the season, and they fell back in uh, to the play-in. So, you're adding O'Shea Abaje to already a nice young core for Cleveland. I like what they did there. Um, like you said, Jalen Duran ended up going to Detroit. I think that was kind of big for them as well. Um, kind of going down the line here. Your boy, Walker Kessler going to Memphis. I like that. Well, Christian- he ended up
1: going that trade yes right?
0: that is yes that is yep you are yeah you're right about that um christian braun going to denver i like that a lot too i think he has potential to be a guy off the bench for, uh, to make an impact for them as well um wendell moore going to dallas not a bad one either in terms of losses i feel like I'm, i feel like we're a broken record by saying who's a loser of this draft but like what in the hell are the new york knicks doing again like I so hold up real quick, just just so like I can at least confirm this. So they ended up with nobody, correct? Nobody. Okay. Oh my
1: I, god. I literally took so many days to figure this out because as it was happening, right? I was reading it as it was happening, and it was like they they had Jalen Darren. First of all, even before the draft, they're like everybody in the world was like, "Yo," especially in New York was like, "We're we're trading up to get Jaden Ivey." Like that was the fish they wanted. They wanted to trade up to four and get Jaden Ivey. Right. And that felt 100% doable. And then it was like, they didn't do that. So then it was like, yo, are we going to get Donovan Mitchell? That didn't happen. Question with what I was doing, but that didn't happen either. Then it was like, after Jalen Durant, they, I think it was to OKC first, and then OKC traded him to Detroit. Then Kemba got traded and bought out there was a whole lot of movement like they traded with four different teams Charlotte um, New York i mean, sorry Charlotte Detroit and then New York kind of like and Detroit all were like you know trading I think out of at the end of, like a first round pick like in 2027 and like that so like they basically traded their first round pick which was Jalen Darren, for like picks like way later on which is obviously not what New York wants. New York's going to put the pressure on and do something right now.
0: Wow. That makes no sense, man. I, like, I, <laughs> I don't know how the Knicks ma- manage to do this every year, man. Like they, they, they have a chance, go out and get someone, and they get Jalen Duran, And then somehow they manage to go and trade him away and end up with nothing after that. That, to me, is the obvious loser of this draft. And like, because they
1: had to attach sort of like with the Celtics of the last year, right? They, the Kemba contract was so big. They had to give a pick just to get rid of Kemba. It worked out for Boston because they got on Their first round pick that they got rid of Kemba with was Jalen Duren, right? So that, remember last year, we are talking, oh, they got Kemba and Fournier, and I was telling you guys, I'm like, yo, I watch these guys every single game. I'm like, these two guys didn't do nothing. They got rid of Fournier, and they got rid of Kemba. It was like the biggest off-season disaster in like one year turnaround. Yeah. Now, Like a team have to give out the day after draft. That's they did a full statement. Like Leon Rose gave a statement. He's like, I'm apologize. Like, stay clear. We're just trust the process. Got a statement after the draft. I've never seen a do that.
0: Good lord, I like. I feel like this is same crap with the Knicks every year. Like, gotta put a statement. For some nonsense, they start drafting some dude no one's heard of. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know how how they keep this up, man. But it's just, it's it's not good, not good. Especially when you have some of these younger teams on the rise in the East too. Not a good look for uh for the Knicks at, at all there. But um, there were some other ones. And another one deep deep in the first round, tie tie Washington to Memphis. Memphis Memphis got some nice ones there. They got a nice one there. And then round two. Um, speaking of guards in Indiana, they picked up our guy Andrew Nemhard at the top of the second round. Um, and then we had um I exactly who I thought the Raps were gonna pick, the one with Christian Coloco, exactly how I showed that one up. Yeah, no surprise there. But yeah, that's kind of th- those are kind of the main ones um that that kinda I, I took away from that. How about you?
1: Um I got I got a couple more that you didn't even mention. I mean, I just like basically Gambles right at this point in the draft, but um, the, I mean, the earliest one I like, I mean, AJ Griffin's Atlanta. I feel like that could be really solid. If True, they traded Kevin Herter. Um, now you got like another dude who can shoot the lights out, and he's not really a liability, like, he's gonna be a three and D guy right away. Something that Herter wasn't really, he was only the half of it, he was the three part, he wasn't the D part. AJ Griffin will be able to do both of that. Um, I think it could be a nice rotation piece in the playoffs, like straight away. We always, we already knew we could be a, a guy to contribute right away. Um, then later on in the draft, I felt like, you know, Andrew, I was kind of shocked at how high he went. I still don't really know what Indiana's doing, but I feel like Andrew's going to be a, a solid backup guard in this league. Nothing too crazy. The other ones I want to mention, oh, here we go. Yes, Patrick Baldwin, the Golden State. Because Patrick Baldwin did not have a good year at all last year. But at the end of the first round, you take a guy like this, a guy with high school status. You know, in high school, he was, I'm pretty sure, the fifth overall player in high school. Just one year ago, the fifth overall player. And they take him at 28. And, I mean, you're just saying, like, yo, with all these dudes this young, you're just like, yo, maybe he just had one bad year. Maybe the college system wasn't right for him. Maybe this wasn't right for him. Because we saw the talent the, one year before, and he was the fifth guy, best guy out of everybody in this draft. So that is a pretty big gamble that I like. I also like Isaiah Mobley to Cleveland. You've got to keep your stars happy, Evan Mobley. You bring his brother on, how could you not love that? That's just beautiful over there. And then I know I've kind of been toasting this guy all year, and I was toasting him when I was talking about Alabama a lot, J.D. Davidson. But now you're a Celtic, you don't get the toast. Eh. At 53, right, with that athleticism, take the flyer. I love it. Take the flyer.
0: I like what Cleveland did this draft. I do. Oh, I, nice. I mean, getting Mobley, and then, of course, in the first round, like I talked about with O'Shea, they got some nice ones there. But, yeah, yeah J.D. Davison, yeah, he was not, he was not the – like, he, he had his moments at Alabama – but yeah, we'll see how we can. I was kinda I was awesome, kinda dude. like
1: down on him because I, I remember like I mean kinda before all the mouth jazz came out earlier, like last year, right? When I'm saying like Baldwin's the fifth dude, they're kinda having JD Davidson as a lottery pick, and I was like, Bro, he's not no, no. Like I was toasting him like he's not that good to be a lottery pick. But if he falls to the second, that's when you take a flyer, right? At some point yep. at fifty three, why not? Um let's hit the let's hit the fun stuff now though. Let's hit the fun yep. stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's let's start with the trades. Um, kind of go in order here. So I'm gonna start with this DeJounte Murray one. Okay, so DeJounte Murray to Atlanta. Crazy because I thought I was like, yo, I thought the Spurs traded Derek White because they had to make a decision, Derek White or DeJounte Murray. They traded Derek White. Now they flip DeJounte Murray. There's so many pieces I wanna go with this, but the the trade is they get the Hawks send out Gallo, who eventually got cut, signed with the Celtics, and they gave up multiple first-round picks. So they gave up a 2023 and a 2025 and a 2027 first-round pick. So you can't give it up in consecutive years. That's like the Brooklyn Celtics rule. But a 2023, 2025, 2027, the thing about this that was interesting to me, they don't really do this. Since the Celtics did that to the Nets when they got the Tatum and Brown, Two of those picks are unprotected. So Atlanta's kind of going all in on this DeJounte Murray thing. And San Antonio's hoping in four years, yo, if uh, if Atlanta's not good, we could be having another lottery pick. But um, DeJounte Murray in Atlanta, I'm kind of curious what you think about this fit. It's
0: a weird one because DeJounte, yeah, he was the best player in San Antonio all of like last year, you know, he was up and coming. He's still very young. Now you put him in this core with Trey Young and some of these other younger guys in Atlanta. It's an inter- It's an interesting one for me. Uh, but just thinking about it in terms of star power, having Trey and DeJounte, and the Hawks were already a scary team in general. Last year, they kind of dropped off a little bit, but having those two, I feel like that's a scary sight. And Atlanta, I mean, I know they kind of gave up a few guys there, but this is still pretty big for them. So now you're looking at a starting lineup of potentially Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, and John Collins. That's not bad. And they you got Bogdanovich coming off the bench, Okongu off the bench, AJ Griffin from the draft. The mm-hmm. Hawks, they They're look good. good. Yeah, they look good. And I think, again, with that star power there for a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago, I like it for Atlanta. I like it. It's a gamble but I like it. And they're young.
1: No, that's the thing that surprised me the most was that in this trade, they didn't give up Herter. They didn't give up John Collins. since John Collins has been in trade rumors for like years now. They didn't give up him. They didn't. They didn't give up Deion. I was thinking at least one of those. I thought I first wanted to the most out of any of those dudes. And they didn't give up any of them guys, which is pretty surprising. They kept the. I figured. What Atlanta's here is just kinda like, what does Trey lack like the most? Trey just lacks defense. Like he every single possession. You bring in DeJounte Murray, who's in one the defensive teams every single year. You know, you kinda trade guard the guard and let DeJounte take the better guard now. Um kind of just bulletproof that that guard situation a little bit, bring a defensive guy in there. And DeJounte, I think I saw a stat that said both of them to average five and nine something like that last year. So maybe this is a a Trey squad, right? So maybe just take the ball a little bit out of his hands. They see, you know what I've been thinking. I was like, Trey's been compared to Curry since he came. The way Curry moves without the ball, though, that's something Trey can't do. So they in and they're going to try and use Curry uh, Trey a little bit more off ball. See how that works. It's an interesting fit for sure.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. It definitely is an interesting fit. But if I'm an Atlanta fan, no doubt, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to have mm-hmm. those two guys there. And then, like we mentioned, that they still have the the core of this team still there with Hunter, Collins, Capella, and Bogdanovich. So, I don't know. The Hawks will be another exciting team once again next season when I look at it. This,
1: probably, I think this trade's even... The Hawks even crazier, though. This is, honestly, when, you, when I saw the package for this... Trade, oh my god, like is Anthony's deal too? Or you gave up five picks for this dude? I'm telling you, since Boston did that thing to Brooklyn, picks move like that since until this year. Just don't be moving like that. What did they give up here? I mean, they gave up. M- Wait, and Patrick Beverly, two rotation guys, but you t- it's not gonna. Right? So, those are two dudes you probably that are like starters on. So, did they give up an, an unprotected pick two years from now, and an unprotected three years from now, and then a top five protected pick 2029? 20, so, Minnesota, if real here, does this go bare? Make them. I
0: didn't. no like I don't I don't really see it like no. that
1: so does this make five years
0: I don't know about five years because like, I mean,
1: it, who knows what happens in? and so stuff changes so I mean, it's not like you're getting a top 10 guy right you go bear right you're gonna play like it's not I've never been the craziest Rudy Gobert guy but we see this every single year in honest to this dude um, when he court. This is like I feel like in one or two years this thing could be just completely blown up and Minnesota could be in real trouble when they're given all their picks. True you not see this going bankrupt in two years.
0: Absolutely and it's Minnesota for crying out loud
1: <laughs> that we're talking about it. The crazy thing about they get Tim Connolly from the Nuggets to be a boatload of money to be their president of basketball operations. And this is his first move. And finally, like he's a good dude, he's a solid general. And this is he gives up five pick picks plus basically one starter and one rotation guy um, for here. So I want to talk about Minnesota D'Lo, who D-Lo hasn't really been relevant in years. Anthony Edwards, who's a, a three. Yep. Apparently, they're super. Jack Vanderbilt, congratulations! I'm not really with him. Kat at the four, which I feel like Cat is low key a four. Like I feel like that's more his his mm. position. He wants to shoot the threes, not really. Yeah, and then Gobert at the five. So the five, starting five is pretty decent. But I would rather have Patrick Beverly on this squad than D'Angelo Russell, um, unless they're keeping him to maybe flip him again something else. But I feel like what they're kind of thinking here is Cat on D. Same kind of thing with Trey. You give Rudy Gobert there. So now Kat doesn't really worry too much. It's dirty worse kind of done by Gobert. But is it worth 50 mil? 50 mil picks? I don't really see that.
0: I I don't see it either. Like it's one thing now. If this trade was the same package for Donovan Mitchell, now I'd be like, all right, now we're talking. But Rudy Gobert, like like sure, the dude's good. But like I he I do don't think he's worth that much like that's a lot of like picks, a lot like that's a move that that a team would make to to win now. Minnesota for God's sakes this this team could not hold a 20 point lead for the life of them in in, in the playoffs this season they they need a little bit more you know what I mean they need what Minnesota needed was like a CP3 kind of player. Does that make sense? They needed a guy who can come in with veteran leadership, who's had a lot of experience winning and to kind of get these dudes in order. Rudy Gobert is coming from Utah. Utah has been struggling to win in the playoffs for the last like four or five years. And that's the dude that you add to this. I just, and he's a major
1: part of that because he's on the floor in the playoffs.
0: Exactly, my point. It just—it's not what the Timberwolves needed, unless they have something else up their sleeve. But with what draft picks are you gonna are you gonna use now? Like you don't have the you don't have the picks or the assets to go and make another big splash. Like D-Lo will only get you so far in that way. But you don't want to give up anything else. You're not gonna get Anthony Edwards and Cat are your are your core. Those are two exceptional players. Rudy Gobert's a great addition to that. But like he's not going to get you over the hump in a, in a conference no with the Warriors and the Suns and the Grizzlies and, and all these Dan- – the Mavericks. Like, there's too many good teams in this Western Conference, man. Way too many good teams. And you
1: just named four teams off the top of your head. that are going to be better than this team. Denver, who's getting their guys back. Yes, facts. Plus, you're going to add the Clippers, who's getting their guys back. Yes. That's, right, I, so I, that's I haven't, I haven't our, heard that's, Kawhi
0: Leonard's name in like two years.
1: Teams, right? And you no. know, there's always one team that comes out of nowhere, right? Although one of those six teams will probably drop on them. Lose somebody else. I mean, like, this team is like a playoff team. But, like, you're going to mortgage future to be a, a playoff team for a couple of years. And, it, and by, I mean, like, you up know, the 2023 first round pick, that pick will probably be in the twenties. Assume how well by twenty twenty five, who the it's gonna who the hell knows? I mean, you're just basically banking on Anthony Edwards to be like, just take a massive leap and already be kind of like, basically skip a couple steps and be Luca level and Trey Young. You know what I'm saying? Like, just basically yep. skip a, few, a couple of steps and we're already looking at, like, he's generational talent or shit.
0: But
1: yep. this is pretty interesting because who the hell... Yeah, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge and his picks, man. I don't know how he's doing this, but, like, awesome last year, and he was kind of throwing his name and in, i in the- like, bro, Danny Ainge, all my life, I was-, was-, was DMs. He's just the problem. He just after the picks. But like you see now, when he was getting trash for Boston on draft picks, he's basically built a location. He's basically bit. The Jason Tatum, nobody thought he was worthy of going um, number, like traded back three. Jalen Brown, nobody thought he was going to do that. I wanted freaking Chris Dunn instead of Jalen Brown. They wanted, they got, you know, Williams at like 20 something. That's a crazy pick. Grant Williams at 20 something. Pritchard at 20-something. Like, finals rotation guys are not dangerous. He basically gets to refresh, reboost the same way he did with Boston with all of this cash. And he has the ability, if he wanted to, he could trade. He has so many assets. a Mitchell plus all picks for maybe KD, or we could do this. He got Royce. He traded Royce O'Neal for a pick. This dude has a I was on the market or whoever. I mean, I'm kind of like, it's, they're set now. Better at blowing up a squad in the
0: And the crazy part is like, it's not like he, like we we're just saying like blowing up a squad. He didn't even really blow up the squad, if you know what I'm saying. Like he, all he did was move Rudy Gobert, who sure was a part of the core in Utah, but like, I feel like now that you, like you said, Utah has this massive pool of assets. Now, what is Utah doing next, right? Do they go out and make a trade for Katie or Kyrie? Do they go and do something like that? Make a big splash and Utah's all of a sudden now we're like, whoa, now we're talking like, what is Utah going to do next? Because now you have all these assets to pair with your guy, Donovan Mitchell. You want him to stay, You have your point guard in Mike Conley. You got Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. You still have a lot of your guys there. You just moved Rudy Gobert, right? And then you you really you look at their depth at center: Hassan Whiteside, Walker Kessler, Yadoka Azabuki. That's not Mm -hmm. bad depth at center. That's really not bad center.
1: Walker Kessler was kind of thinking like that. Kind of was a throw-in. Like I feel like Walker Kessler. What? tools are different from Gobert's tools. Like, I mean, Walker Kessler could be budget a virgin of Rudy
0: yes. at, like,
1: at like a tenth of the price. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep.
1: 100%. All of, all of this from it, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm like, like Mike Conley will stay. I feel like Mike Conley and Clarkson, are right now is what I'm hearing is they're just poop around Donovan Mitchell. So basically poached Will Hardy from the Celtics to be their next head coach. Who Hardy was Doka like basically coach coaching the Celtics? Will Hardy and Udoka were basically the Celtics. Obviously, Udoka's the head coach, but Will Hardy was the right hand man. And what does Danny Ainge do? He's looking at the Celtics with a closer eye than anybody else. He's taking Will. Hardy now. Um, but they're just gonna, I guess, retool around Donovan Mitchell. I, I don't think he's trying to get rid of Mike Conley next because Mike Conley has been in years.
0: Facts. Nah, it's facts. He had, like, one good year within the past, like, four years. But, yeah, he hasn't really been as relevant after that. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see what Utah does, what they do next because, like I said, you want to keep Donovan Mitchell. You want to build around him. So, what do they do there? Another random team to kind of throw out there, too, is, is a team like Portland. Like, they're kind of just chilling there, not sure mm-hmm. what to do. I, are they going to do something to pair something with Dane? So, you've got some of these. I want to
1: touch on that, but finish your thought. Portland's
0: weird. Yeah, no, I was just saying that, like, you have some of these teams now that made moves, right? Because for the longest time in Utah, it was Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. For the longest time in Portland, it was Dame and CJ. Now they're all split. So now what did these teams do to kind of take that leap? You know what I'm saying? It was almost like, again, looking at the Toronto thing, for the longest time, it was Kyle and DeMar blew it up you pair you him with another superstar and now you're a championship contender. Who's next in line to kind of go ahead and do that, right? Yeah, the Blazers. Or
1: can we for a little bit? Because they traded for Jeremy Grant. Um, I mean, Jeremy Grant's solid. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Jeremy Grant. I mean, like, out Portland last year was... Jeremy Grant isn't really going to do... How high is he going to push that ceiling? And then Arfany's was pretty good They get mailed to so they're banking on him to be really really good um, then they signed a bunch of like win right? signed Gary Payton back in from the Warriors who we yep. all love but like contender right like does Portland have dudes to contend so they get they do who you're, you re-sign Nurkic if you're trying to win now you re if you're trying to win now you sign Gary Payton second if you're a contender, but orphaning Simmons, is hundred mil. If you and you don't draft Shade and Sharp, the most raw, unproven draft pick at numbers you're trying to win now. So I'm they got a couple of dudes to win now, a couple of dudes that now we're gonna play for five years. It's confusing.
0: That's my thing with with Portland though. Is they they they're kind of a confusing team. They have the pieces to win now, but then they have some of the pieces, like you mentioned, where they can compete in the future. But can they go out and trade for someone that can they compare with Dame? Because they have some of the supporting pieces there, but you still need that superstar to pair with your current superstar.
1: Yeah, no doubt. A couple other signings on the league I wanted to, or I wanted to touch on before we get to the big fishes in in Brooklyn, but um, obviously. My Celtics because I've been wanting my team for years, four years to get them. Him and we have now, too. So, two biggest holes for me as a Celtics and I was like, even last week, I think I was saying, I'm like, everybody and around the edges. And that's exactly what they did, right? They added a vet who can score, spot. What they needed because Jay just did are carrying or playing way minutes at the wing spot. Yep. You a, a dude that can score a gallop off the bench and he can, he checking. That's exactly what you need. Then you add Malcolm Brogdon, The most dude in the league. He's not gonna make a single mistake all game. He's gonna be clamps on defense and he can shoot the and he's six foot five. And now they can, small, they can play him and smart together. They I mean look at their their point guard depth. Him, Smart, and Derek White, and Pritchard. Like, those are four Ooh. good guards that are going to play defense and work you. Um, now we've got a 10-man rotation, I think. 10 okay. dudes that can play, because I think their depth kind of hurt them a little bit. But the fact that Brad Stevens gave up, basically Ben Neesmith, who was ready to give up, was drafted as the best shooter in the draft. Couldn't make it. Tice, that's all right. Then end of the bench guys, Juwan and Malik Fitz, just as end of the bench that weren't seeing no light, and then they yep. give up a first round next year, um, which is on the opposite beat of Danny Ainge. We're talking Danny Ainge is just picks. Brad Stevens gets there, gives up a first round pick to get Horford, gives up a first round pick, gives up a first round pick to get Malcolm Brogdon. Like we're every single move, Vince has made is now, and like why not? Why not? You got two dudes entering your prime like this. Like, I've, I've been wanting this dude on my squad since he came in the league. I just love everything about his game. I'm so happy with it.
0: I like this move a lot for your Celtics. And it's ironic because literally after the finals, as we were wrapping up the NBA finals, we were talking about what's Boston going to do in free agency to address their bench. Because they didn't get a lot of production when it counted, right? They were getting a lot from their starters, but they weren't getting jack off from their bench. Now, having said that, Derek White didn't perform in the finals, but he's still a solid piece off the bench, and we both know that. So is Grant Williams. Both. That's two guys right there that both can produce. Peyton Pritchard, when he gets going, he can be that dude, and he'll keep growing. He's still young. He's He'll, he'll keep growing. That's three. Now you add a fourth in Malcolm Brogdon. I'm I'm with you. I'm a big fan of Malcolm Brogdon. Dude's a ball player. Great defender. He can shoot. He's a tough player, too. That's a great fit, especially for what Boston does, being the best defensive team in in the association this past season. And you add Malcolm Brogdon to that mix, you're now adding another rotation player, a guy who can fit your scheme on, on defense. This was a really good get for Boston. I'm excited to see how it pans out when they actually play next season. But on paper, this looks terrific. I, I'm, I'm really happy for your Celtics, of what they were able to do here. This is exactly what they needed to do. And they didn't even take them time. It took, it been like what, two weeks since the finals wrapped up? Boom. You already, you, you've already addressed your need already. Good stuff yeah. by Brad
1: Stevens. No, no. I'm, I'm super happy. I can't even wait for the next because this I mean, Brogdon and Gallo. Like, Gallo, I mean, at least Brogdon fits the thing where it's just switch every to everybody. Scout troubles on the defensive side, but he's just going to come in basically the last three, four minutes, jack shots. And you know, like sometimes the Celtics kind of get a little cut and they can't make nothing, stretches, right? they will just come in at those times and just hopefully provide a little spark. Um, a couple other signings that I, I feel like it's a pretty cool piece because. Bruce Brown, the way he moves without the ball, and he's kind of—you put Jokic now. Eyes are going to be on Jamar Murray and Michael Porter and Jokic. Bruce Brown does not need. He's just going to like be running around, playing defense, layups. Like, any thoughts on that?
0: Denver, yeah, no, they needed that. To be honest, again, I'm I'm just excited to see this team get back fully healthy. It's been a while since Denver has been fully healthy, and I'm looking forward to that. It's still way early in the off season to even get to like that kind of conversation, but once they get that, sure, you had a guy like Bruce Brown off the bench, that's terrific. But these dudes just get healthy. Get Michael Porter, get Jamal Murray back. Denver's another team, man, that we didn't even mention earlier when talking about the West.
1: Yeah, and then uh, talk about the Warriors real quick. A little part of Not a crazy. Um, I think Toscano Anderson goes to the leaders, which is the finals. Kevon Looney and then Gary Payne kind of as well. But Divinche, like Divinche is a tough guard. He's going to yep. fit right into that Gary Payne role. He's a better shooter. He, I think that's even an upgrade. Um, Devin Ch- um And then they sent Patrick Baldwin. But going, and- staying low. Trying the edges, same thing. They're deep into the luxury, so nothing too crazy. You is there any other signings that kind of
0: here? Yeah. Honestly, no, I'm with you on that one for Golden State. I think DiVincenzo will come in. He'll fit really nicely um for them there. Um I think Chicago made some moves getting uh re-signed exact Levine, five year yeah. deal. Yeah, they got brought John in Dragage.
1: Clippers. That's um, a big one. Yep. I don't really I mean, what do you think about that? I've I've been so down on John Wall in like five years, basically. But him and Reggie Jackson. I mean, I don't. I just I don't. I don't really know. Like it's kind of like odd. Like Reggie Jackson is definitely better than John Wall at this point.
0: Agreed. Agreed with that. Again, John Wall hasn't been relevant in like five years. So it really depends what kind of John Wall that we see for the Clippers now you're getting a healthy Kawhi Leonard back for October and hopefully a healthy Paul George as well. If you can get a decent John Wall on your team, the Clippers could be kind of nice if, by adding John Wall there. But then that's the thing is, John Wall hasn't been that John Wall in years. So it's kind of a at this point, but we'll see what happens there.
1: Oh, last one. Last one that I liked. Uh, PJ Tucker. Mm. Two more, actually. Yep. P.J. Tucker going to the Sixers. I feel like the Sixers have needed that F.U. bully the whole night. they They've just been soft, right? Um, but ultimately, since the James Harden we saw last year, it didn't really matter. Um, and then Joe Ingles. I thought this one. Joe Ingles to Milwaukee was pretty cool. I feel – I mean, that's just another ass, dribble, create, just do a whole bunch of – and Milwaukee doesn't really have a lot of those dudes at that size three spot. So I felt like that was kind of cool. Um, Joe Ingles. I, I'm a big fan of Joe Lynn. Um
0: That's an underrated move right there. I actually didn't even realize that Joe Ingles signed with Milwaukee. That's definitely a big-time underrated move right there.
1: All right, let's fish now. Kyrie, what's the deal, yo? KD wants out. It was kind of weird. Just opted in. Then KD Ops basically requests a trade, but then he's like, yo, I still want to run with Kyrie. Uh, I want to talk about because I'm like, basically say, I still want to run with Kyrie. So basically you're saying that's where the problem, like we're going to be successful anywhere. Even though they did everything, like give me a break.
0: These two make absolutely no freaking sense, like at all these two, there's a reason why these two, I'm not a fan of either of them because yes, they're both exceptional basketball talents. Don't get me wrong, I'm never ever gonna go against that talent wise these are two of the best players in the league. We all know that well what they can do, but in terms of just like i don't even know what to say like all time players or leaders or whatever the hell you want to call it. No, I can never look at these guys like that. I can't look at them like some of the other dudes that are out there that like well play through win or lose that will that won't complain won't request a trade won't do this won't do that i feel like it's the same nonsense with both these dudes all the time kd's bouncing kd can't win an okc okay i'll go to golden state then he's like okay no let's build a super team in brooklyn oh no we can't do it oh okay i want out like pick or choose buddy like you can't like if you're so great do it i i'm i've been saying this for years if he had just stayed in okc I would have had so much more respect for this dude because OKC was that close to pulling it off. They were, that, they were up 3-1 against Golden State. 3-1. They were that close to pulling it off. Why couldn't you do it? And then you just bail. Like, I don't understand what the, like, what, what the situation is there. You want to play with exactly what you just said there, B. You want to play with Kyrie. But probably the sole reason as to why Brooklyn fell to what? The seven seed? You're telling me a team with a fully healthy Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is going to end up being the seventh seed? Hell no! That they're a top three seed and the top two seed in the East if both those guys are healthy. Kyrie is in and out, in and out, in and out all the time, and they fall all the way to the seventh seed, and now you're like, oh, no, I want out. But then I still want to play with Kyrie. These two make absolutely no sense.
1: And, and... Because, like, you know, it's how kid, just loves to, right? Like, like he just, like, he's be, he's at, like but like, he, you can tell he loves ball. How he's like, like you kind of question, it. like, does he even like ball? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he sits out for like reasons. Like, sometimes he's just like, you know, eat breakfast today or something. Like, you know, just come bullshit. Like, I'm like, it's weird to me how close they are. And Katie's like, not turned by that. Um, but the thing to me was, like, yo, when Katie requested this trade, I was already like, and then I, the, the, Initial report says wants to go to Phoenix or Miami. Ridiculous, honestly. Are you serious? You leave the culture and the league right now. Go do this shit on your own. Mm -hmm. That time at all. And heat culture in Miami. But that's regular season regular season last year with Phoenix. And I'm like, wow. I just trying to take every shortcut possible like, exactly and, and like dude like do not have like there's some like like actually like grinding for stuff and like the result is like just like the relief of the grind you know what i'm saying it's like it's mm-hmm. not even about winning the championship it's like yo all those hours paid off his is like the opposite it's like the champ it's like you know it's like the backward stuff doesn't even matter I i don't understand it And plus, Brooklyn is like – when they signed him in the first year, remember, he was still coming off as Achilles. So they gave him the max four- or five-year deal um, with one year, knowing he wasn't even going to play because he was coming off as Achilles. So they paid him, like, basically more money per year than the max. And they gave him everything. They were signing his boy, DeAndre Jordan. They were Mm -hmm. saying, you want Steve Nash? Here's Steve Nash. I'm like, that's you. That's on you. Like, I can't believe – like, he's like – they're so ignorant to be like, nah, this is – Sean Marks' world. Like what?
0: It's ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense. Now,
1: obviously, the only
0: way I'm not gonna talk shit about KD is if he end- if he eventually ends up becoming a raptor, then I won't talk shit about him. But other than that, it's like look, like hey. you you literally can't exactly your point. I don't like people that just go and take shortcuts. Look look at Giannis. Like that was so like cool to watch a guy go through it all with that team who hasn't been to a finals in like 50 years or won a title in 50 years go through the process of losing in the playoffs they didn't give up they they had a 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference finals and blew it and yet they still overcome it and they and they won a chip why can't you just do that why can't you just like it's like you just you, you can't kd just doesn't want to be a part of the process and that's that to me is just it's just not it's it's not cool i don't like that I don't like that in a player. I don't like that in, you know, a, a leader. Like, you're not being a good leader by doing that. And I, 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 that was my thought, too. When you said Phoenix and Miami, hmm, the two number one seeds in last year. Hmm, like, stupidity, honestly. Like, absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah, I want to go play Phoenix with with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Dude, like. Why? Why do you need to do that? You're Kevin Durant. You're friggin' <laughs> Kevin Durant. Like you, you have you could win a game on your own. He has won games on his own, playoff
1: games on his own. He didn't do it against the Celtics, but that's a different story. But uh, yo, he like if you're um, I don't I just don't I just don't get it. But taken so like Phoenix probably has a really good offer for him, right? Like, DeAndre Ayton, who's been on the block. Yep. Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges. Yep. Throwing a bunch of picks. There it is, right there. Like, that's that's pretty... Although, the Gobert thing kind of just ruined KD's market. Like, because, Phoenix
0: like, Phoenix could do it on their own, though. They don't need KD. That's the crazy. Phoenix does not need KD to get back to an NBA final.
1: No. And, you know, what? Actually, one more thing. Because KD... This KD... It's kind of like the LeBron, like that that era, the Katie, LeBron, like just jumping teams, whatever. Um, it's like it's gone now because Steph is a little bit after them. He's kind of like the tweener, right? He did it by himself. But now you see like the Giannis, the Tatum, the Luka, the Booker, all of these – I feel like the new generation, all those guys are just kind of – running it back old school style and just kind of sticking with their squads. You know, Zion just kind of re-upped with his team. Zach Levine re-upped with his team. John Morant re-upped with his team. Um who else did Cat re-upped with his team? Like all these kind of guys are like there's not a lot of movement with these these guys anymore. I feel like that era, the Kyrie and the Katie and the Hardens and all those kind of guys, I'm um, Steph's the exclusion. But all those guys are on their way out the league, man. And I can't wait for that stuff to File out with it because it's like so much better when it's not
0: there. Oh, no doubt, no, no doubt. But that's the thing is like, so now what? The, what are they gonna do? So Kyrie apparently wants to go to LA, but it it seems at least from the report today that that's not gonna happen. There's nothing that's been talked about or set in so stone um, there. So now KD said he wants to play with Kyrie, but that's probably not gonna happen. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen either. So they're probably going to get separated. So now, what happens then? Where do you think Kyrie ends up and where do we think KD hey, ends up? All right, here's
1: what I would do. Because at one point or another, one of these GMs has to put a stop to this trade request stuff. right? And if I'm the other 29 GMs, I'm, I'm helping this one GM out. So if, obviously Kevin Durant's a crazy asset. You don't want him to rot on your bench, right? Greg Popovich, when Kawhi was acting up, the last place Kawhi Leonard wanted to go was Toronto. Like, let's be real here, right? Mm-hmm. He sent him to, like, the most irrelevant place, and it just so happened they got a championship. Like, if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, I'm taking less than what he's worth, and I'm sending him know, or something like that and just letting him rot on one of those squads and just kind of send a message to the league being like, yo, you can't be doing this. Like, Popovich kind of had the right idea, but Toronto was already set up, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, KD's not going to want to be in Sacramento, Yeah. Right?
0: Location-wise, that's what I'm saying with the Toronto thing. Toronto was built to win now, which was the ironic part. And I think that's why Kawhi eventually came around to the idea. Yeah. Because yeah. when he got there, he's like, oh shit, like, we have a good coach. We can win yeah, now. We, exactly. Screw it. I'm just going to make the most out of this year. And they and they did that. It but worked out for everybody. There. There's no exactly. way at That's at the initially. Exactly. Yeah. So Location-wise, he did not want to be in Toronto. He didn't want to be in Canada. And that was eventually the situation.
1: Yeah. So send him to one of those places. That's what I would do. But here's my gut telling me. I do have a feeling Kyrie will either end up in L.A., Right? Um, probably that's my favorite but my dark horse my dark horse for Kyrie is Dallas yes and they, they fill that Jalen Brunson role and Kyrie and Luca play together and you know whatever Texas has them different laws about whatever all that stuff and I don't know I mean Dallas is kind of always in a mix for those big names but the question is really who they're gonna get rid of but I don't think Kyrie's value is too crazy where you have to really trade a whole bunch of stuff you know you can give up the the Bullocks or the Finney Smiths and a couple picks and whatever and just call it a day. I feel like that for Kyrie on the KD side. I'm low key as a dark horse feeling your raps, man. A
0: lot of P- I'm saying. A lot of people are saying that, man. Like i I'm not. I would not be surprised at all, honestly. If if Masai went all like he's been waiting ever since yeah. the the Kawhi thing, right? It's like who's the next big fish? They they're building around the, the
1: edges and just waiting for that final middle piece. That's all it is. I've been saying
0: this for a while too. Like that. That's almost kind of what the NBA kind of is, though. If you just need yeah, to build, but they
1: kind of do it in the reverse way because, like, they're missing the biggest piece. You know what I'm saying? Like always. Yep. So, yep. like even even then, they had the good. They had the good role players, the good rotation yep. players. But like those are way easier to find, right? Like, yep. You, these kind of guys don't just come along.
0: So yep. Exactly.
1: They're no. kind of building it from the outside in.
0: T- Toronto's been like that ever since Masai ever took over. They always mm-hmm. had really good supporting players, but they just missed that, that exactly. one X-factor guy. And then when they actually got it, look what happened. That's why the Raptors keep going in first, second round exits because they're good enough to make the playoffs. They're good enough to compete the first round or two, but they don't have enough to take the next step because they mm-hmm. don't have that dude. KD is that dude. Kawhi was that dude. KD is that dude. Now, they might have to give up a few guys, though. Like, Pascal might be gone. OG oh. is definitely oh, hold on. gone. Here's,
1: here's what we're talking right now. OG's been on the block for a minute. Yeah, now he's gone. I'm surprised they didn't flip him for the number seven overall pick. Because I'm like, number seven for OG? Like, come on. I'm, I'm 100% taking that. I was shocked they didn't. Um, but here's what we're looking at right now. You, you tell me. Are you giving up Scotty? yes or No. No. No.
0: I'd give up Pascal, but I'm not giving up Scotty. If you
1: give up Scotty, though, right now is, is you guys not the the favorites for the chip? If we if we give up Scotty, and you get Katie, you just
0: flip them. Uh, I I yeah, I could see it. I could see that, but I can see that either way. I think Scotty, if he takes that second year leap, I think they're still fine.
1: All right. So you would you okay? So Scotty's off limits.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's your future, man. You can't you can't you can't mess with. Yeah, but it.
1: if you if you can win a championship in three years, like, that's why I was kind of like the Lakers thing. They gave up their whole future, but they still got the one ring. Like that's what you do it for. That's true. And this is this is different than the Kawhi Cause, thing. Because but like Van Vliet and Siakam, are they even going to be really there for for things future? Scotty's future.
0: True. True that. True that. And it's also that's what I'm saying. Kawhi's thing you knew is a one year thing. It was a you're, runaway, in exactly. this case, you're taking on Durant's contract, so he's gonna be here for a few years. Yeah. So
1: that's a good point. He's on a four year deal. Um the thing is though, I mean, like you can say it's a four year deal, but who knows these days, right? He can be out I, I mean year one, he'd be like, nah, I don't wanna play. But this is kinda like his last shot, I feel like, to actually play. So and I feel like he'll age Fine, like he's thirty four. Like it doesn't. I, mean, I feel like in four years, it's not going to be super different. I don't think it will fall off like dudes normally do at that age. So you're taking OG Siakam, Trent, and a pick. Those four right there.
0: I would do it, or even honestly, you know what? Now that I think about it, like again, I personally I would rather not give up Scotty, but. But the way Pascal has played, and you pair him, you you are right. You are right. You you, you kind of got me a little excited with that, man. Pascal, Fred, and KD, that's a that's a nice that's a nice core that you'll have there for a yeah, few. Yeah, but
1: realistically, it would have to be, I mean, Scotty and Siakam, or Scotty and a boatload of. Picks. It's so one of was- those.
0: Two, it's one of those. One of those two's gone. I think if you're gonna trade for KD, OG is a hundred and ten percent gone. Gary Trent's probably added in there. You're adding in a few picks and then either Scotty or Pascal. One of those two is gone.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. If, I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, I could see both. Like, why not? But, um, shoot. Like, I can't believe, I, I mean, that would be, shoot. I just want him out the East, to be honest. Um,
0: Strong. Oh my God! If he goes to the West,
1: he goes to the West. Holy
0: shit! Anywhere but Golden State, man. Don't go back to Golden. Yo, State. Like, that would just. I like... heard
1: a thing about that though, and I just wanted to talk because, like, Golden State, yeah, dudes. Imagine if they flip Wiggins, Poole, oh, Kaminga, not again. Wiseman. No, no, but like, that's like, that's not a bad package, right? Like, why Wiseman, no, Wiseman was the second overall pick. Kaminga was top five or whatever. Moody, you could throw in. Wiggins is like. Revitalized and Jordan Poole, you throw out all, all those guys in there, and you get KD. Well, I mean, like, it's a good package, but come on, nobody
0: wants to see KD go back to I don't Golden even, I State. Don't even think like,
1: Golden State wants to see it. I heard like a thing. They're like, yeah, they're open to it, but like, they don't really want him there. Like,
0: <laughs> exactly. What? What about uh Memphis? I heard Memphis being thrown around, and I'm like, yo, that could low key be a nice spot for but
1: him. But who? What's the package here? Is it going to be centered around Desmond Bain? Like, I don't believe that. The Desmond Bain mm-hmm. and and, and Jaron Jackson. Yeah. and extra stuff. Um,
0: throw Dylan Brooks in there too.
1: Throw Dylan Brooks. What about, what about you flip him? I mean, I feel like Phoenix low key still has probably the best package. I mean, the Miami one's kind of weird because I don't think they can trade Bam. I think I saw that that he's on like some rookie deal. Same with thing with Phoenix because Brooklyn wanted Devin Booker, and I don't think Phoenix with the rookie uh, extension or whatever, they couldn't trade Booker. Um, so, mm. they, so they wanted Booker and Bam was what Brooklyn did. And I think those two were untradeable for whatever reasons. Yeah, but no deal, way
0: no way, Book's getting traded.
1: The deal would have been... And that's funny because he, he wanted to go to Phoenix to play with Booker. But Miami, they just re-upped Oladipo. Um, maybe trade him. I mean, like that's not going to work. Like, Oladipo, like, there's not enough. I don't think Miami's got enough. Over there, unless Bam's in the trade. And even then, mm. I don't think Bam's like, did we watch Bam against the Celtics? Are, are we talking about the same Bam over here? Like, mm. he should not be the centerpiece of a Kevin Durant trade.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I i have no idea. Like, this could go so many different ways. And wherever, wherever KD goes, like, wherever Kyrie goes is definitely going to send some waves. But wherever KD goes, is That's going altering
1: to altering the favorites, the league. Like, oh, it's absolutely. altering the like we're yeah. talking. There's whatever team it goes to is in the championship conversation
0: the, now. The 2022-2023 season, yeah. When you look at it, this this move, if it goes down, is gonna completely right. It's gonna completely flip, like exactly like you just said. Who's gonna be a contender and not a contender, right? We've been saying it for a long time. Like last year, Memphis took a leap, but there's still something missing. You put KD with Ja. All of a sudden, we're mm-hmm. talking about Memphis. Memphis can take the leap, right? Uh, we, we talked about Toronto. New Orleans is a really weird one Ooh. to put the, Yeah, that's another one I saw. And CJ I'm like, you know what? Or,
1: or put them around Ingram. And- no, I'm saying the, the Pelicans looked
0: good in the, in the playoffs. You put Katie in that. All of a the sudden, they're now all of a sudden. I don't know about championship. I think it's a little far fetched there, but like Eastern or Western about, Conference Finals, Denver? that's not far fetched. Holy moly. <laughs> okay, who, what's the package? What's the package?
1: Jamal Murray and MPJ. And that's... I mean, like, those two are coming off major injuries, so, like, maybe their value is a little bit different.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it would be different because they're coming off injuries, but, you know, I mean... <sighs> <that>
1: him <laughs> and Jokic? Holy smokes. <laughs> that would be nuts. Um, Real quick, though. Do you think... um? What was I going to say? Do you think, okay, by the first day of the season, is what team is KD on? Tell me now.
0: I don't know. I don't want to be a whole – If you have
1: to bet on it. If you have to bet on it. On the first – by opening night, October 31st, or October 30th or whatever, where is KD playing?
0: I think he's either going to be – I'm going to say either – a Memphis Grizzly or a Toronto Raptor.
1: You you don't give a shot he's still in
0: Brooklyn by then. He could, but I I got a weird feeling that he that he's done. I don't I
1: can't see Brooklyn just holding on to them.
0: I mean they could, but like what is it going to do cuz like
1: work out with Ben Simmons, right?
0: Oh please, that's not good. that that's not going to do anything, man. Like
1: No, no, no. I mean I mean the like how Daryl Moore kind of held on to Ben Simmons for like enough time kind of Oh yeah. For, you know, when...
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah, so I don't know.
1: Go, all right, so by opening night, where's
0: Kyrie? I, I, I honestly think at the end of this thing, he probably ends up in LA with, yeah. with the Lakers. Yeah, Even no, though I hate yeah. that, like,
1: screw the Lakers, but like, and I I, have I, a weird I, I, have, I have a weird feeling the Lakers all of a sudden this is gonna be the freaking Anthony Davis is healthy, and then Kyrie and LeBron, I feel like they're just gonna be all of a sudden good again when they look like they're dead, and it's gonna piss me off. Um, yeah, they'll be good again, but then
0: I hope they lose in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, why not? And then Donovan Mitchell is he is he is he on where is he uh, day one?
0: Oh man, I should have said that shit. I should have said Utah for KD because I, I I got a weird feeling that Utah is due for a move. I don't know why. Like I just I feel like they they made the move for Gobert, but now you have a haul. You have the we we talked about it. They have the assets to do it. I think Donovan Mitchell stays in Utah.
1: Mm. Wait, what about KD in Cleveland? Eh,
0: nah, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. All right, think so, so you think
1: Donovan Mitchell still a Jazz day one?
0: I do. I think Donovan All Mitchell's right. still in Utah.
1: Uh, Julius Randle.
0: I didn't, that one didn't even cross my mind. I would say probably still a Nick.
1: I, I feel like that dude's. I don't know what happened in the one year. And when he was like a top five MVP guy and then getting booed by his own fans, but I don't know. why. One
0: hit, one there. hit, one hit wonder for the Knicks. But like, there was
1: like, and i real real over there too. Um, I'm just glad that there was, there was a rumor and there were some times when there was some Jalen Brown for Katie talk, and I was not needing it. And I'm so glad they basically said no about trading for the Brockton and doing whatever. Um, but I can't wait to see how this plays out, man. Any, any closing thoughts over here?
0: Yeah, man, this, this I I just can't wait to see what happens, man, with this KD thing. Like I've been I've been talking about it all week, with, you know, with people.
1: It's just like,
0: where is he gonna end up? Yo, you know, tell me the,
1: t- Tell me the the notifications have not slowed down, like radio silent, over the last couple of days, though.
0: Oh, they have. Yeah, they it have. was it, like it, it was
1: like bang 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 bang, and then like I just been kind of on yeah, my edge. It's due, man. It's happened. It's due. The, it's for a uh, uh, the, the, exactly. Uh, red horns to show up on my phone yeah
0: <laughs> exactly no no yeah by the end of the week it's I, i'm expecting something to go down by the like end I, of the week yeah it's a weird that's thing again all right this, this this is how i am as a homer man like i i i, I, I don't love kd but if he ends up being a raptor man i how how could you not be excited And i think partially that's because, because we know winning, what that bro. we know what that fit not even just the winning the, the raptors have been a playoff team for what like eight of the last nine years it's it's that, that 2019 season, you want that again. You want that feeling again. That season was unforgettable, even for you as a Boston fan, but being a person from Toronto, of you course. know, like, having that in our city, man, was, like, incredible. We want that again. You add KD to this team, all of a sudden we're like, we're running it back from 2019. Here we go you, it's, again.
1: It's, so, the, the ch- it's and, addicting, man.
0: But yeah. it's, it's not just for us, though. It's for Memphis, New Orleans, Portland, Utah, like all these damn teams that are searching for it. Who is the one that comes go. away with it? That's who what makes it.
1: the move. Champagne bass, bro. It's that special.
0: Exactly. So who comes out with it, man? That's that. Yep. That, no, that, that's my closing thoughts for this one, man. Where does hey, man. KD end up? I can't wait. Hopefully next world, week. That's the million about.
1: billion dollar question, bro. That billion that's... dollars are gonna be moved after that because of all the you know what. But uh, that dude, that's gonna be this week's up, man. We can't. We're going to be locked into our phone this summer. See so him. He's over here. So give us a follow on the IG. Here our thoughts. New week. We'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island keep it locked stay tuned we got a lot more sports content coming your way and don't forget to give us a follow on instagram and twitter for more sports news and analysis